0: Our friend Ben Tandam went to be with Jesus this week, and uh, I want to take a little time today and, and think about that uh, for us as a church. I want to welcome Sandra here. Um, good to have you, and hopefully already these songs have been a huge blessing to you. Um, we're going to take this Sunday and, and uh, uh, recognize the significant loss that we've known as a congregation. Um, uh, I don't know whether all of you knew Ben I know many many of you did but if you didn't there he is Uh, he stood right over here many Sundays and played his bass for us and blessed us as we were led into the presence of the living God through his ministry through his giftedness on Monday Ben had a massive heart attack and he died um I want to share with you a little bit of my reaction to that because I think somehow it might resonate with probably your reaction. I don't know. Uh, But my first reaction was absolute shock. (laughs) I I, I just thought, Ben? No. No, 47-year-old guy, active, apparently healthy, no signs of anything wrong. And then he's gone. I was, uh, I was at a, an early breakfast meeting on Monday, and I received a text, and it was one of those m- moments when you read a text and you look away, but you have to read it again to actually believe what you've read uh, previously, you know? So shock, uh, and there's been much sorrow. I mean, obviously, Sandra and her kids, a lot of sorrow, a lot of sadness, but haven't we shared it with her? Haven't we felt the same heartache, uh, the same grief? Um, a lot of tears have been shed at IPC this week, yeah, and heartfelt ones. Uh, we've lost one of our own, and this is hard. You know, we talk about being a church that's a family. We talk about literally loving one another, and we do. Um, and uh, when you lose somebody that you love, it's tough, it's just hard. And we felt that. And now it's sort of like, in my mind, like, wow, <laughs> you know, the one thing I know, the one thing that I know that is most important beyond anything else is that I know that Ben... Tendam is with God in heaven. That's what I know. I guess that's the the other reaction that I've had. I am so incredibly thankful that Ben and Sandra came to know and believe in Jesus. As Sandra said right here yesterday, uh, they came to a place in their lives where they both prayed a prayer and they received Christ as Lord and as Savior. Um, And as hard as this has been and as hard as it is, you know, in that knowledge, somehow it's okay, isn't it? He's with God. And it's okay. Now I want to think about what this means for all of us uh, as a church. And I want to take you to uh, Luke chapter 15. It's, a, it's a, a story that Jesus told, a parable, a made-up story that he wants to communicate some, something to us of, of great significance. So Luke 15, verse 3 uh, to verse 6, I believe. It says this, so Jesus told them this story. Now, I want to tell you, my friends, this this story, it pictures something incredibly important for us. Um, The shepherd represents God, right? Many of you will know that. Actually, it represents Jesus. It was Jesus who said that he came to seek and save the lost, the lost sheep, those who are lost to God. Jesus is portrayed as, as the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep, and so on and so forth in Scripture. Jesus is the shepherd, and the sheep represent us. We who are lost until we are found by the shepherd, you know, we who are far from God and who need to be taken into his arms and carried to safety. Um, There are profound points in this passage. Let me just kind of describe a few of them to you. Number one, the shepherd is not going to leave that one sheep alone. He, 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 you know, loves the 99. The 99 are incredibly important to him. But I want to tell you that last one is loved and is greatly valued by God every time. Number two, the need of the shepherd, uh, the need of the sheep, is very real in the mind of the shepherd. The sheep is alone, and the sheep, in the mind of the shepherd, is in danger. You understand that too, I hope. You know there are predators prowling who could easily kill the sheep. Is without food. One of the jobs of the shepherd is to take the sheep, the flock, to where the green pastures are. Right. Um, there's a famous picture of uh, there are many famous pictures. We found one of them that kind of illustrates this dynamic here's the sheep on a ledge on a cliff face you know in a perilous scenario predators in the background and the shepherd reaching down to rescue the sheep and the sheep needs rescued because it's in danger and then to the shepherd the lord himself he initiates an active search he gets busy and he goes to find that sheep he will not leave that sheep where it is he will not leave it alone and he does something about it pretty clear message here god cares deeply for the lost until they are found he cares with all this in mind let me tell you ben's story 2003 ben and sandra had been in canada about a decade um kids came along and uh started asking some questions And Ben and Sandra decided, you know, they wanted their kids to grow up knowing something about God, so they started looking for a church. Um, They came to a Christmas Eve service that we had here in 2003, and um, at the end of that service, we provided everyone with a piece of paper that had four pictures on it. Um, And we asked everyone uh, who was present which picture best represented their relationship with God. Well, Ben Ben and Sandra both had the pictures, of course, and they kind of independently of one another chose the same picture. Um, It was a picture of a suitcase sitting outside of a door, a front door that was closed, representing someone who had left and was leaving home. And they realized, each of them on their own, that's me. But they both thought in their minds and in their hearts, but we want to turn around, and we want to pick up our suitcase, and we want to open the front door, and we want to go back into the house. So they started attending uh, IPC on Sunday mornings regularly, and in time, pretty quickly, they got involved in the Alpha program. Some of you might remember the Alpha program with Nikki Gumbel, and how such a, a great thing that was, and within several months, they received Christ into their lives as Lord and as Savior, as Lord the one who would lead them and guide them, the one who would be their God and king and a savior, the one who would forgive them from their sin, cleanse them from all unrighteousness so they could stand in the presence of God, pure in his sight. And pretty quickly, they became part of us. Sandra, you know, doing lots in children's ministry, even taking, uh, carrying the, the load while one of our children's ministry uh, staff was, was on a maternity leave and running our, 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 our kids' camp in the summer for us. And, and being involved, of course, and, and more recently, Sandra has uh, really embraced our vision and has gotten out into that world of ours, and she volunteers at Sakura House, and she sits and comforts and loves dying people with the love of Jesus. And when appropriate, and it's the policy of Sakura House, the person has got to bring up the topic, but when that surfaces, um, Sandra is able to sit and talk about the Lord Jesus and lead people to him as well. Um, for Ben, it was all about music, primarily. He loved music. This is the guy who was in the uh, the Dutch country uh, band at home in Holland, right? This is the guy who, beyond playing here on Sunday mornings, joined a, a band that some of our folks put together, who played it, which played in the community called the uh, Tragically Hip Replacement. <laughs> I think that was a Dan Poirier thing because he's got a new hip, signifying, I think, a little bit of their age. <laughs> some of them anyway, but you know, no, Ben's heart was was to be in the presence of God, and to play that bass, and to honor his Lord, and to celebrate what he had found in Jesus, this life-changing dynamic relationship with Christ himself, you know, uh, when he uh, kind of showed up on the scene, and, and was getting involved, he found out that we didn't have a bass player, and even though he was a keyboard player, you know, he said, you know, I'll do that, so he went and he bought a bass and he had to learn how to play the bass. And ever since he's been playing bass, that was Ben. He just, he just a pleasant, good-hearted guy, positive and encouraging and let me serve. Let me serve. Sanders told me he had three big elements in his life. He had his family, he had his farm, and his church. And it's just been beautiful to see these two grow in faith and they grow in, in their understanding of God. And here's why I tell you this story. And I want you to listen. And I want you to understand, this story is a living example of the parable of the shepherd and the lost sheep. Um, Jesus loved these two with all of his heart. Um, And he wouldn't leave them alone. Jesus saw them in their need for salvation. He saw and he understood their need to be forgiven by God, to experience the grace of God in their lives, to have a relationship with the Lord, and to be able to live their life with him and for him. And the Lord Jesus sought them out. He initiated a search for them until he found them and they found him. And a day came when he, with incredible joy, he used the parable as an illustration, put them on his shoulders and carried them home, celebrating what God had done. In them, my friends. I, you know, I want to ask this question too. You know how he did this, huh? You know how God worked to save. The biblical word is these two people through us. Um, I say that with, I hope, a godly and and and, and healthy pride, but I say it with incredible gratitude to the living God. I have a question for you, and it says, is it fair to say that Ben Tendem is in heaven because of what we did? What do you think? Well, what I know is that Ben Tendem is in heaven because of what God did. <laughs> for God, by his Holy Spirit, opened Ben and Sandra's eyes to see the reality of who God was in his love and in his grace and in his beauty and in his present reality to them and he opened their eyes to see their need of forgiveness and he gave them a desire to be in a relationship with the living God you see he led them to us and he touched their hearts and he revealed himself to them it was God who saved them but he did it through the body of Christ which in this instance was called IPC hands and feet and here's what I've been thinking lately. I am so thankful to the people in November and December of 2003 who gave up dozens and dozens of hours to practice that Christmas musical at an incredibly busy time of the year. I literally wish I knew who you were, because I'd give you a hug and I'd thank you personally, because it made a difference. I am so thankful for Barb Yonchar, still on staff with us, walking around her neighborhood with a camera and a suitcase in her arm no kidding looking for the right door to sit it in front so she could take a picture so that Ben and Sandra could go could could look at the picture and say that's me that's what symbolizes my relationship and experience with the Lord I am so so thankful God used some things I said to make a difference in their lives I am thankful that when Ben and Sandra came back to this church after that first Christmas Eve uh, service, that this church welcomed them with love and with sincerity. They, the church opened, and I mean you, opened your arms to receive them and welcome them and love them, not being clickish and keeping people at a distance because they were new. I am so thankful that welcome was real and profound. I am thankful to the leaders of the Alpha Group, Alan Mo Burridge, I don't think they're here today, but, but uh, you know, the leaders of that li- of the life group, which was part of the Alpha group, who prayed week by week and prepared and served according to their gifted- gifting and gave time and ultimately had the incredible privilege of leading these two one at a time on, a di- on different occasions through a prayer of faith to receive Jesus Christ. I am thankful to the pe- people of IPC who uh, a decade or so prior to that that time decided that it was okay to change how we did church in order to, as Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9, save some, because that was Paul's heart too. And I am thankful for a church which was fired up about a vision to see people come to know Jesus and giving themselves to that vision with passion. You see, I'm thankful that through us, the shepherd found his sheep. And while we didn't save Ben or Sandra, God did it through us. And God did it because of us. And like the shepherd who went home in the story rejoicing, you know, having joy in his heart because he had found his sheep, I'm rejoicing, even amongst the sadness and the sorrow, that Ben is at home with the shepherd today in heaven. He is with God. And my friends, I really, really hope you're rejoicing too. Here's my point for you today, if I haven't made it already. I hope that we as a church never lose a heart for the sheep, never lose a passion to see people come to know Jesus, because without him, the Bible says they're lost, and they are in danger in eternity. We have a Lord whose heart is for these people, and he yearns that they might be found. He longs for it. My friends, I want to tell you this is what's important in life. I want you to, I really want you to understand this. You know, I don't know what, in your experience, and there are many different people here with many different, you know, dynamics and and focuses in life, I don't know what's normally. Important to you, whether it's your business or your education or your career, maybe it's having the right house or driving the right cars or wearing the right clothes, whether it's having the approval of people, that's a powerful force in people's lives, you know, being cool and accepted, whether it's having money, I don't know. I mean, some people might think, you know, it's really important just to have fun in life. I don't know what's important to you normally, but this I do know there is nothing as important in this world as people finding Jesus and discovering the treasure of eternal life. That's the biblical truth. And can I ask you, and I'm speaking to you as individuals, and I'm talking to us as a church family, can I ask you to hold tight to this passion and to give yourself to the accomplishment of this dream? You know, we've got a vision here, don't we? We have a plan, and you probably know it, to, to bring people together on a Sunday morning and in life groups and in missional communities and youth ministry and so forth and to build them up in faith, to encourage them, to allow them to know how precious and good God is and how gracious and how forgiving he is and how much he loves us. And I could keep on going, right? But we do that so that we can then go into this world to, s- to love people and to serve them, to build relationships with people and to share what we know of Jesus as we go. And that happens in neighborhoods, and that can happen in schools, and it can happen in the workplace. And, you know, we get together as life groups and missional communities, and we enjoy one another, and we grow in our faith, and we benefit greatly, but we realize it's not just for us, as they become a means by which we go into the world to those who are lost to God, who desperately need to know that Christ has died for them, that we might lead them to Jesus. You want to know what IPC is about? I just told you. It's written into the DNA of this church. And my friends, as we go, the shepherd will use us. And the shepherd will find his sheep through us, through you, through us. The shepherd will do his work. You know, again, the, the shepherd in this story is Jesus. We get that, we understand that. But I want you to get the idea that we too are to be the shepherd. As we are the representatives of Jesus in the here and now, we're it, we are the physical and the spiritual presence of Christ in this world. He comes by his spirit and he breathes his life into our hearts and he transforms us and he calls us to be like him. To have the same heart, to have the same passion, to have the same commitment, to have the same refusal to leave the one alone. And we are to play the role of the shepherd in his stead. And as we do, my friends, the shepherd will find his sheep. And we will have reason To rejoice and to be glad because the one has been found and is brought home. When I heard that Ben had died, it took me a little while, but after about an hour or so, I think, I think I was sitting in your living room, Sandra. All I could think in my mind was, Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that he's in heaven with you. So to IPC, I say, um, I guess, especially to those of you who were around a while ago, thank you. Good job. Well done. And I say, let's rejoice and be glad Christ has found his sheep and he's taken them home. It's good. And I say to you, IPC, let us give ourselves to ever being like him. Let us be the shepherd with the heart, with the passion, with the the love, And with the willingness to do it, to initiate that search until the lost are found, until the sheep have been brought home. Let's pray. I'm going to ask you to just for a moment keep your eyes closed and if your head is bowed, remain in that posture. For I can't imagine the shepherd of the sheep um, have us think about things such as this, without having me give uh, an opportunity to people here today who have not yet been found by the shepherd uh, to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, to open up their hearts and their minds to the person of Jesus, and to invite him in, to receive him in. Bible says that if we if we will receive the Lord Jesus he is is a God who will come to us for as many as receive him he gave the right to become the children of God my friends today there may be some here who just realize that's me I need to open my heart to Christ I've heard about him long enough I'm willing to make him my Lord I'm willing to let him lead my life. I'm willing to honor him as my king and as my God, and I'm, I'm eager to have my sin forgiven, for I know I, I need it to be forgiven. And I'm ready to ask Jesus to do so. So for those of you who may be in that situation right now, I'm just going to ask you in the quietness of this place, in the quietness of your own heart and mind, to just uh, repeat this prayer uh, after me in all sincerity. Just pray this, Lord Jesus, today I know I need you, and I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. I'm ready to hand over the reins of my life to you and to choose your way to live in obedience, to follow, and Lord Jesus, I'm so aware that right now I need to find the forgiveness for my sin. That I need. So Lord, I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Of everything that I have ever done wrong. Lord Jesus, forgive me. And I pray that you will come into my life, into my heart, into my mind. To be my Lord. And I commit myself from this day forward to following after you. Being yours, in the knowledge and the incredible blessing that I know I am now yours and that you are mine. Lord Jesus, thank you for the forgiveness you have given me. Thank you that you are now my Lord and my Savior. Father, for those who have prayed this prayer, we, we celebrate with joy today. And we know because of what Jesus said in John 15, uh, Luke 15, that you are celebrating in heaven because another lost sheep has been found. Gracious God, bless the people who have prayed this prayer. And open up their eyes to see in greater and greater, greater measure how incredible a God you are, that they might live their life with you and for you with great joy. Lord, we've been called to something significant today by the words of Jesus. We have been called to share the work of the shepherd, to be like Jesus. And Father, we pray that you would significantly bless us by giving us your Holy Spirit, that we might have that heart and that mind and that we might have the courage to just go and to do all in our power to lead people into a relationship with you. Lord, we literally ask for your enablement in this. We ask for the work of your Spirit to make it a reality as we give ourselves to the calling you have placed on our lives. And Father, in the end, our prayer is that many, 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 many people through the ministry of this church church and the work of your Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, will find salvation in Jesus. God, we pray that it will be so, and we do so in the powerful and sufficient name of Jesus. stand together. I just want to encourage you, if you prayed that prayer of forgiveness this morning, that you would share that with someone, uh, whether you come and share it with Chris or someone on the prayer team or someone that you, you know here, because we know those of us who have been walking with Jesus for any length of time know that Jesus not only calls us to himself, but he calls us to live this life together, and part of the blessing of, of being a part of that family is having each other, So, so please do that. And uh, we're going to sing this morning, and as we come to an end, sing a song that is familiar to us as a church. Let's make it our prayer.